We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, IB Nation, welcome to a special edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. I'm Brian Driscoll. That's Ryan Roberts. That's Vince D'Addario. We got the whole crew here for you today. And I swear to y'all, we did not intend to all be wearing the same shirt today. That just kind of happened. But we are here today to talk about the commitment of Tabron Benny Powell, who just announced his decision today. Just so you all understand why we are running behind, he was supposed to commit at noon. Then it got moved to 1230, and then we sat around for another half an hour waiting on him <laughs> to finally make his announcement so that we could have this show today. So we appreciate all of you being patient with us. And so, guys, we're going to dive into this. We're going to talk a little bit about the backstory of how this commitment came to be. We will talk about the class impact of Tabron Benny Powell. We will dive into some film, and we'll talk about what's next. And we'll, we'll, uh, we'll have some of our opinions. I think some of you know how we feel about this commitment. But just so you understand what today's show is about, today's show is about giving you facts and giving you analysis and not, uh, not b- banging on certain aspects of it, right? There will be a time and a place for that. We want to celebrate a young man who is getting the chance to do something that all of us in this chat would have loved the opportunity to do, and that is play football at the University of Notre Dame. And so in that regard, I'm yes. very happy for this young man. And I want to make sure that we don't lose sight of that. There will be a time and a place for some of the other discussions that you all want to have in the chat. I'll just ask that today we hold off on that stuff and let's just talk about this young man and, and for what he is. And and uh, and because I think one thing that we can all agree on, we all hope this young man comes to Notre Dame and balls out. That's one thing I think we can all agree on. So let's dive into that. But We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. But guys, this uh, this commitment from Tabron Benny Powell, a little backstory on him. He is a was a high school teammate, so he's a kid who actually has not played the position that Notre Dame is recruiting him to play. There's a good reason for that. The two starting safeties at Lakota West last year in Westchester, Ohio, were a kid named Ben Minich, who is now at Notre Dame. He's a kid that Ryan and I both graded out as a four-star player, pretty darn good football player. And the other starting safety was a kid named Malik Hartford, who was also a really darn good football player who was at Ohio State, who I would have gladly taken at Notre Dame in last year's class. So it's just one of those circumstances where – you know, and Ryan, I know we've talked to the coach about it, and, and this is a, a big yep. thing that his high school, that the kids had, had high school coaches talked about how, you know, this is a young man that did play a position that was not his normal position. They think he's more of a, a third-level guy, but he played basically outside linebacker, sometimes mm-hmm. almost acted as if he was a rush end at times last yep. year because that's what his team needed him to do to get him onto the field. So this season he will be transitioning into more of a third-level safety player. I believe Ben Minich's younger brother will be, will also be a part of that secondary, I believe. Right, Ryan? Yep. Yes, so there's another Minich uh, coming down the pike here. So we'll see what kind of player he develops into. So, guys, as Notre Dame went through the recruiting board and, and had a lot of misses in this class, I mean, just being honest about that, and they just kind of kept their eyes open for other players, this is a young man that presented himself. The The coaching staff at, at Lakota West really pushed hard for this young man. They believe that he has the ability to be a power five caliber uh, safety. He's a young man that has offers from Duke, Kentucky, West Virginia, and Pittsburgh. Uh, So Notre Dame did some, some research on him. And first and foremost was what kind of young man is this? Does he fit what we're looking for as a young person? He passed all those with flying colors. Then it was, okay, let's get him on camp and, and work him out. So I was actually at the camp last Thursday, fellas, when he showed up. So I watched yep. him go through all the drills and do all the workout. He had you know, he was doing drills with all the DBs, and then there's other times that the coaching staff kind of put him through some drills uh, over there on the side, just kind of working him out, asking him to do a lot of different things. And you know he was he he worked, he put in the work, and obviously at the end of the day, that same later that same day, Notre Dame came out and offered him a scholarship. So uh, that is where we are, and so he now he decided. 
So what happened was, is he told the staff he wanted to come that night. They told him, hey, take the night. You know, it's an emotional thing. You just had to work out. You, you really wanted this offer. I overheard his parents at the camp talking about how this is, they were talking to Ben Minich and they said, this is the offer he wants. So this is kind of a dream offer situation for this young man, which is something, again, whatever you feel about whatever else, that's a pretty cool thing, right? This Absolutely. is an offer this kid want. <clears throat> he cool. went and was willing to earn it yep. and he got it. But they did say, hey, take the night, put you know, put your head on a pillow, get some rest. If you're still feeling this way in the morning, let's do this thing. He did. And then, of course, uh, was going to announce his commitment on Monday originally. And then it got pushed back to Wednesday. So he is going to he made his announcement today. But this is a deal that has been done really since Friday. And so that's a little bit of backstory. So it kind of happened pretty quickly, guys. So it went from missed out on some other safeties. Uh, obviously, the staff at first wanted to Paul Menke. There's some stuff happened there, which we'll have closer to signing day. They thought they had a good shot to get Oliver Miles. That didn't go well on the visit. And so they were kind of sitting there. Jalen McClain canceled his official visit because he's going to Ohio State. They weren't going to get him either. They tried to make a push for Dewan Lane. He ends up not visiting, goes to Penn State. We could kind of do this for about the next 10 minutes. Hmm. Uh, but they found this young man and brought him on the campus. He worked out, earned the offer, and now he is a member of the Notre Dame 2024 recruiting class. So, uh, Ryan, when you look at how this impacts the class, obviously Notre Dame needs three safeties. This kid now gives them two safeties as he joins Kennedy or Lacron class. Yeah, and he brings – he can hopefully continues a nice little pipeline of Lakota West. I mean, talking about that, I mean, you mentioned Ben in the last cycle, obviously. They have had a long history of consistently putting out very good defensive players and putting out talent into college football. So, I mean, you mentioned just last year with Ben and Malik Hartford and being able to – push forward there. And and I, I had the chance to talk to Tyler Holes, who is a defensive coordinator at Lakota West. And I, Brian, literally my first question to him was, what is this young man's upside as a football player? You know, I asked him just strictly like that. And he answered, I don't know how to hundred percent answer that question because we have never seen him at his real position. He was a young man that because of Malik, because of Ben had to play somewhere on the football field. It just was not going to d- be, at his traditional and comfortable safety position. So he had to play what they call a rover in their system. And Coach Halls actually is the rover coach on the defensive side of the football. So he works with him every single day from the intangible side of things. You mentioned that, Brian. This kid checked out with everything that you would want. Obviously, he's an academic kid, hardworking kid. Most kids that are safeties that get pushed into that role of having to play on the line of scrimmage a ton and play on the second level – they wouldn't be too happy about it. But to Tabron's credit, Tabron took it, ran with it, and didn't complain one bit about playing the position that he had to play. And he his team to obviously make a playoff push and be able to be a very successful defense last year. And then in the playoffs, when he got there, he actually had an adductor um, tear that was obviously affecting him a ton. The team needed him to play. So he continued to play. He's a tough kid. He's a rel- relentless kid. So from the intangible side of things, it's a very easy sell for Tabron. On the field, this is one of these where I am going to take a step back and I'm going to watch what he looks like as a senior. Because they are correct. We haven't seen him play the position that Notre Dame is recruiting him for at this time. He ran 4-5-8 at the the camp. So obviously there's some athleticism to work with there. Plays at a very successful program. 
Obviously, he isn't a scrub. So being able to see what he looks like as a senior, I think is going to be big. The coaches kept reiterating to me, this kid's going to be really good. Sky's the limit. You haven't seen the best of Tabron Benny Powell yet. So I'm excited to see what he's that's able what to accomplish. That's what the coach is telling you, correct? Yes, right, just so we're correct. clear, that's what the coach is telling yep. us. And so, uh, and I'll say this too, that that this is a coaching staff at Lakota West that Marcus Freeman and Chad Bowden know very well. Mike Mickens know very well. Obviously, they're from Ohio, but these all these guys used to be at Cincinnati. And look, if you're coaching at Cincinnati and you don't know the Lakota West staff, you're not doing your job very well because that's obviously one of the better programs in that area. So uh, they're, part of this, guys, is they're, they're banking on trusting that coaching staff and trusting that this kid can make that transition. There's some risk to it, obviously. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll have a lot more to say about this later. But, you know, all the people there, they, they, they vouch for this kid. So we'll find out. We'll find if they're right if they're right or not. I think when you look at stylistically, obviously from what we do see on film, we'll dive into the film here in a few minutes, guys. But one thing you do see on film is he's not the biggest kid in the world. Although actually he looked a little bigger in person to me, so I actually had a chance to. I know we haven't seen him play safety, but I had a chance to see him in all those drills go through the safety movements, uh, which I'll kind of dive into a little bit during during the film part and a little bit later. But uh, he definitely needs a lot of work technically. There's no doubt about that. You can tell he's not comfortable backpedaling and flipping his hips and opening and running and all those type of things. He's going to need a lot of work there. So we'll see how that transition goes. Has okay size. So, you know, look to be about six feet tall at least and, you know, good 180 plus pounds. So he's, he's actually a pretty decently put together kid on the thinner side, but not as thin as I thought that he would be. Uh, but when you looked at him, guys, he's definitely a kid that will hit. And he, He's got good short area quickness and all that, but the thing is he will stick his nose in there. So you at least look at the mm-hmm. film and say, at least you know he's going to bring you that. At the very yeah. least, this kid can can be a special teams player for you. Another thing the staff liked, we'll talk about this. We won't talk about this in the film per se, but he did run a 4.58 at the camp, which is which is I mean, a little better than what Adon Schuler ran last year at the camp, right? Now, we don't see that necessarily on film, which we'll get into you know some of the reasons why. But so he he did some things that the staff liked, and he obviously did some things that that allowed him to earn an offer from the Notre Dame staff, and 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 obviously earn their commitment. So, what he brings to the class, at the very least, guys, quality special teams player, high character young man, uh, someone who fits in at Notre Dame in a lot of different ways, geographically, academically, character wise, all those type of things. And you at least know you're getting someone who can hit. There's a lot of question marks in a lot of other areas. But at least you know you're getting that. So there is a baseline that you can build around. And I think the, the the one thing, Ryan, when you and I first saw this kid's film, we'll save the rest of the conversation between us. But the one thing we said to me was like, this kid can hit. And you yes. guys will see that when we get a chance to watch film. So I, I do think that's something that the staff uh, – likes about this young man and and now you've got two hitters in the we talk about class impact you've now got two hitters in the class and and yep. kennedy or lacquer and this young man and so they're clearly adding some physicality to the back end of the defense ryan well and in a really cool note is i like i like that you put it out there brian that like he looked a little thicker than maybe what you anticipated he played last year at about 170 something pounds his coach told me that he's up to 185 190 right now so he's had a pretty nice weight gain and I think that that weight gain has improved athleticism this offseason which is another reason why I believe that staff is very excited about what he is going to potentially do as a senior in 2023 so yes he is a player that on the second level surprisingly good tackler for a safety his size and able to 
do some of the dirty work and to do some of the hard things that a lot of safeties don't want to do. There's a lot of safeties that just kind of want to stay back there, make the plays for the football. Think about Andre Cisco when he was at Syracuse, like he wanted to intercept mm-hmm. a lot of passes, but didn't want to get his nose dirty. This kid wants to get his nose dirty, and I think he is a very interesting player moving forward. We'll see how everything works out, obviously, but there are definitely some, some things to like about him. There's no doubt about yeah, that. No doubt. Well, one of the things that you know has come out as I've been researching him and listening to you guys and all that, one, one of the things I want on my team if I'm building a team is I want a kid who is not only willing to stick his nose in, not only willing to do whatever his team needs him to do, right? It's not his natural position. He could have been like, look, I'm a safety. I'll be back here and I'll do my thing. And when I get on the field, great. You know, I'll sit behind these guys and then I'll have my moment. They needed him on the field. And so he's playing out of position. He's playing a spot because he needed to help his team. That's number one. Number two, he was willing to put the work in to get the offer from Notre Dame that he really, truly wanted. Like a lot of the guy, a lot of guys out there would be like, you know what? If you're not going to offer me, I'm not coming to your camp. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of that kind of attitude out there. He doesn't have that. That speaks to me about who this kid is. And like you said, he's a high academic kid. He wants to get on the field. He wants to earn what he's got. A lot that a lot of that speaks to me on how you want to build your team and, and the kind of guys that you want in the locker room. He's the kind of guy I want in the locker room. Now, and that's the thing, too, guys, is if you're going to take a chance on a kid like this that doesn't have very impressive film, that didn't have a good on-campus workout – you better be adding a kid that checks all those boxes. Right. Exactly. Right? You better Absolutely. add one that checks the toughness box, the character box, the academic box, all those type of things. And, mm-hmm. and certainly does yeah. that. And, and everything you hear about him, he comes from a really good family and all that kind of stuff. So um, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it kind of plays out guys. And and just so people know, we will be having a mailbag after we're done talking about taper on Benny Powell. So uh, you guys can throw those questions in now, if you want to get to them as we dive into those different type of aspects of it. So Let's dive into the film, fellas. You guys feel like watching a little bit of film today? That's a rhetorical question because the answer is always the answer is always <laughs> yes. So uh, we'll we'll dive into that one. Let's watch some film of Mister Tabron Benny Powell. And what you guys are going to see is he is a he is near the line of scrimmage a lot, mm-hmm. and you're going to see early on in the film as well that he can stick. Now, one thing I did notice watching a little bit, you know, doing a little bit more of a further dive, guys, that's a, I mean, that's what we're talking about right there is he can stick. That's, he's not a real big guy. That's Ryan. That's some really good lower body explosiveness right there. Yeah, it is. And it's also really nice short area explosiveness to be able to defeat that block by the tight end. It's trying to down block on him. Right. I mean, that's a lot of impressive stuff on that play. I mean, to your point, it's a short area player. I believe is what we're seeing with Tabron. At least that's what his film shows you because he plays in a lot more tighter spaces than increased space. But right here, I mean, he's working against 80, yeah. 87. It's a big kid, man. It's a big tight right. end. And he's able to fight, fend and fight and One be arm. able to defeat the block. Yeah. One arm. And that's the other thing too, Ryan, is it's really good technique there. I mean, he, he plays more. I mean, he has better defensive end linebacker technique than he does safety technique right now. I mean, just because of the nature of what he was asked to do. So, that's and, and he and he plays in a really good area. That's the other thing for yep. those of you who care about you know, the level of competition of a, of a team. That's something that he obviously does very well. He is a much better tackler, guys. Ryan, I don't know if you watch like the individual game highlights of him or not, but the one yep. thing I noticed is he's a much better tackler in in these type of situations than he is in space. 
Yes. He can hit in space. Now he can be a good space tackler, but he has a lot of he he'll overrun plays a little bit. You know, so there's some things in those regards where you just got to say, hey, man, you know, settle down, come to balance and then strike. Because the thing that you see in a lot of these films, Ryan, he doesn't need a full head of steam to lay a good tackle, a good smack on somebody. And that's where that, you know, you see that short area quickness. Well, a lot of that comes from short area explosiveness. And that comes because you have a, a you have some coil in the lower body. And that's certainly something he brings to the table. Yeah. And, and he, he's just one of those kids that always does seem to be around the football, right, Brian? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there's concerns that there always will be, but for what it's worth on a really talented defense that has a lot of Division One football players, seems like he's in a lot of tackles. Seems like he's in a lot of fumble mm-hmm. recoveries. Seems like he's in on a lot of plays, which can't really quantify with a 40 time all the time. You can't really quantify with height, weight, arm length, all that great stuff. Some guys just have a natural understanding for where to be on a football field. And I think that he has a little bit of that quality. If we're going to be consistent, that's one of the things that we praise, or at least I praise Teddy Rizak for is Teddy Rizak's a heck of a football player. You know, he's very athletic. The question is, okay, but does the size project, right? Well, with this young man, the size isn't the concern. I have more athleticism concerns, but the size isn't as much of a concern. Uh, The, the short area quickness isn't a concern. And, And I'll say something too, guys is, just watching this film, Notre Dame would be very smart to continue recruiting the safety position in the class. If yes. they, if they, if, if let's just say that when Bronte Johnson announces on Saturday that he picks Notre Dame, just for argument's sake, okay? Mm-hmm. If they do get Bronte on Saturday, they better keep recruiting safeties in this class and, and, and try to get a fourth guy. Because if you're able to get a fourth guy, I'll tell you something right now, guys. This kid would bring even more value to me as sort of a nickel rover type right. of guy where, you know, he's not a true rover. He's not a true nickel because I wouldn't say that I want him playing 50 snaps as a pure rover like Jeremiah Usukor Moa. I'm not saying I would necessarily love him playing in the slot covering all day against USC, but getting him against some of the teams that like to run a lot of screens and quick game and things like that, he can play in that second level, guys, because he does have that short area quickness. Pretty pretty good feel for the game, I would say, Ryan, wouldn't you? I mean, you see him coming – like here's yeah. an example. You saw the, the batted ball earlier, you know, comes to balance. Like, okay, I, I, you're trying to fool me here with your action, so I'm going to come to balance, be patient, and then go make a play. And yeah. those are the things that well, you like to see. And I think you have to remember on this film is that he's also playing a position that he's never played before in his, in his year as a starter, right? Like he's playing this rover spot out of necessity. And I think that there's still some easy football IQ and instincts that you can get off of this film as far as his ability to read and react effectively and be a guy that can diagnose pretty well. I mean, he makes a lot of plays coming downhill and makes a lot of plays like that one. I mean, that's a tremendous play being able to bat the ball up in the air and to be able to react quickly. Like he does some really nice stuff. It's just about answering all the questions, not just the ones right. that there's, because that's the thing guys is that you can have some pause on players at times. Right. But that doesn't mean that they don't have, they don't bring anything to the table. Right. right. Like, this guy no... doesn't suck. This isn't like why this right. guy shouldn't be playing exactly. division one football. It's not that. Exactly. Exactly. And he and he did have other division one offers. So this is like Notre Dame was his only power five offer. Like that's not what we're looking at here. Right. Vince, anything that you want to add about this? Cause I know like for you as a high school football coach, I mean, this is the kind of kid you'd be putting on a second level and just wreaking havoc in space exactly. and, and coming off the edge. 
hundred percent. That's exactly what I would do with him. I wouldn't. I, this is maybe this isn't a good term to waste. I wouldn't or to use. I wouldn't waste him in the back. Like I want him closer to the line of scrimmage so that he can do things like you know, <laughs> like he's doing on video here or on tape here. He he's he's good at block destruction. You know, real, which I which real, I like. Real quick, let me just interrupt this real quick. Do y'all know who this is blocking this punt? Minich. Yes, sir. <laughs> just a lucky yeah. guess but, but this is the thing i want to point to though right and, and this this is where some of the concerns are look at the speed that ben minute shows in this play and you're just not seeing that this explosiveness that ben minute shows in this play you just don't see that from tabron at this point in time and i think that's a little bit of the concern that 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 there is in this particular situation oh absolutely he, he does lack the explosiveness on film now he had better straight line speed there than he did in the other fumble pickup that he had earlier in the highlights. And so that's, yep. that part is good. Uh, you know, there, there's things to like on this film, but I'm going to reserve judgment to a degree because I want to see his senior film of him actually playing safety. Right. I mean, again, if I'm coaching him, I'm putting him at the second level because that's where he's going to be most effective for me. He's being recruited as a safety to Notre Dame. So I want to see that film you know, after his senior year or halfway yeah. through his senior year. That, that's going to mean you know he looks, a lot. Yeah. You know what he Good looks right. like to me, Brian, is is like he reminds me of like the the absolute Jim Knowles rover in his defense, right? Like, yeah. can you see this kid end up being like a yes. Tanner McAllister type of football yes. player, like just a scrappy, yes. good football player? Like, not that's quite as smooth, but yes, yes, yes. And the thing good. about like Tanner McAllister, Ryan, is that's not a guy you wanted to leave in coverage. Look what I mean, they, they got him matched up in a one on one against Notre Dame in the first drive of the game, and look what happened. Lorenzo Styles smoked him, right? But what Jim Knowles was able to do with 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 Tanner McAllister, especially at Oklahoma State, more so than Ohio State, was protect him with a safety over top. And then now you allow him to be more of a downhill player, Ryan. So I, I think that's a good comp. And he's got more size than Tanner did coming out of high school, too. A little bit more length, he obviously, does. at this point in time. So again, there there need there can be some value, but there, the value here. But you, if we if you're being honest, you have to you can have to be able to look at it and say, look, this kid brings some value. This kid brings some traits to the to the table. But if you're also being honest, you have to be able to look and say, but he just doesn't have the athletic profile that you expect Notre Dame to be getting in the secondary. And I think that's the concern that I have is that when I watched him work out at camp, when I watch him on film, this kid's a heck of a high school football player, but you just don't see that explosiveness, yeah, that range, that ease of movement that you expect to see from a from a big time football player. I mean, we had we had some concerns about Ben Minich last year in the during summer, but even then Ben Minich was a, a much better football player at that time than than Tabron was. But as you guys said, maybe part of the reason he's not playing to that speed, because this is the point I was making earlier. He doesn't move like a guy that like guys, let's be honest, a four five eight for a junior in high school is actually pretty solid. It's not mm-hmm. great, but it's solid it's if time. we're talking about real times, not and when I say four or five eight, that was the Notre Dame coaches trying to get a real read, not trying to give some puffed up forty time to make you want more people to come to your camp, right? It was a, hey, let's really gauge what this kid can run, and then you see plays like this, and like this is not a four or five eight kid. This is this is a kid that's maybe not a four or five eight, and and part yeah. of it is I still think he's learning to turn loose on the football field. But this is where if the coach is correct that this was new to this kid, he'd never really played this position before. Then if we're going to be consistent about things we've said in the past, if a kid's not certain of what he's doing, then he's not going to be full speed all the time. But the thing you always see, or you see a lot of on this film, is stuff like this, guys. Yeah. This yep. is a really well-timed, instinctive play. Mm-hmm. He also doesn't 
give away that he's going to try to break it down. He's able to quickly react to this and break it up. And Ryan, you talked about this earlier. He does this a lot yep. on film. He does stuff like this a lot on film. Yeah, but bootlegs don't really work against him, man. Any nakeds or anything like that. Like it's it's right. not a it's not a good thing to go at this kid as far yeah. as on the edge. But I mean, he does a really good hands, job. Kind of he does. He has fast hands. He actually does a pretty good job setting a, a firm edge for a guy that again is a safety playing linebacker playing on the line of scrimmage a ton. Yeah, he's setting the edge. Like yeah. And another thing that I think is interesting, guys, is that you know he ran a four five eight. But now he's up to about 185, 190 something pounds compared to the 170. Is that what the coach said he was? Yeah. Okay. He said that he had a a big weight gain this offseason. Yes, I was going to say, Ryan, he didn't look 170 at the camp. He definitely looked at least 180 at the camp. He he said that he might be closer to 190 right now. So, I mean, he's had a weight gain. He just ran a pretty good 40. Maybe there was just a maturation that happened this offseason where he took that next step as an athlete. Like That's always possible, too. There's some guys that develop just a little bit later than some. The the only issue that I have about that is he ran a 4-3 in the shuttle and just looked a little tight-hipped. But that's where I kind of come back to, guys, is part of of how how I will evaluate this pickup when it's all said and done is basically saying, okay, what else is in the class? That's really what it comes from is do you get a fourth guy? Do you get somebody in the class that brings a, a higher profile that you can then say, hey, we can use this kid as more of a niche guy because now as more of a niche guy, a second level player, a nickel rover, like you said, Ryan, like the way that Jim Knowles uses that player. Now, all of a sudden you're talking about a kid that the issues that I have, the long speed, the range, those type of things, you can mask those and play to his strengths. Isn't that what we always preach? Put mm-hmm. a kid on the field and play to his strengths. Mm-hmm. This kid brings some strengths. This kid brings good short area quickness, good tackling ability, good block destruction, which is a huge problem for the Notre Dame safeties. Huge mm-hmm. problem. And that's and, probably and, one of his best attributes right exactly now that I'm Vince. seeing on film. Exactly. Vincent, as you know, too, that's also something very important for a special teams guy. Oh, absolutely. Yes. No question. And that's where he could be effective right away. And I understand why people aren't super excited. I get it. That's fine. That People are entitled to their opinion. But you have to also recruit your entire roster. And I'm not saying they're recruiting him to be on special teams. Okay? But let's say four years from now, he just ends up being a really, really good special teams player for you. Is that an unsuccessful yeah. kid that you recruited? No. I don't think no. so. I mean, in my opinion, I don't think so. Because you need those guys on the team. Those, those, you need those kids. Now, is he going to stick around if he's only on – you know, all of those things obviously come into play. But you need effective special teams. We just saw it last year, what a really good special teams can do for your team, right? Marcus yes. Freeman is huge into special teams, all right? There's no doubt about it. Coach Biagi was talking about it all day yesterday at that camp about how he loves working for Coach Freeman because Coach Freeman loves special teams. Well – I think you just got an uh, an early, really good special teams player at the very That's least sure. in this case. This is a little bit of the issue that I see, guys, is this is really tight transitions here. And I saw a lot of this at the camp. Mm-hmm. And that was that was why my one concern, which is why you say 
Yeah. You want this kid being able to keep things in front of him and being able to play downhill. If you can, if you can keep things in front of him, play downhill, the film looks a lot different. Right. This is also yep. an example of I always say, guys, kids put things on their highlight film that aren't actually highlights. <laughs> like, hey, buddy, well, this actually isn't a highlight of you. Yes, I know <laughs> you caught this kid who's not that good, but you know, uh, don't let don't let him get behind you to begin with. But this is but the point is this isn't what you're gonna you should be asking this kid to do. Hey, go right. play in coverage. Right. No, right. He's not a space. You're, guy no that's no yeah if you're gonna get them add them to it but t- to your point vince like he here's another counter argument ryan i don't know if you'll remember this name i know i know vince will uh, I, look I, I i think people know my stance on on this this offer from things we've talked about in the past but i'll say this too he's not john turner meaning like like you want to talk about a guy i remember just, john turner i remember yeah, john turner 31 like, right number 31 yes that guy shouldn't yeah. be on scholarship at notre dame I mean, no disrespect to the kid but he's just not that good of a player because i didn't think the John linebacker Turner. didn't they yeah and he didn't really do a whole lot but like this is a kid yeah. as you said vince not every kid is going to come and be a starter and all-american or whatever the case may right. be some kids are going to come here and say you know what this kid's fired up to be here this kid's going to give you everything you got what and this mm-hmm. is a nice little edge blitz by ben minich here so i love that love the speed and closing ability there uh, but what you what you are at least getting to your point vince i think this is a, gr- a great point by you is you're at least getting a kid Look at this right. block destruction. Like, seriously, guys, right. he plays more like a defensive end and a linebacker than he does a safety. Like, he puts this kid on his knee. He's got some pop. He really has some pop. But, Ryan, that also adds to what you were saying earlier. If you put him in the slot, using those hands to reroute and jam right. with help over top with the safeties, you know, yep. there's some value there in that. If, 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 if we're trying to look for things that, that, say, this kid can, you know, can bring to the table. So, but I think those things are also this right here, guys. You know what I'm seeing? You know what coach I think is probably most fired up about this kind of play right here? Vince, you just said it. It's Marty Biagi. Marty Biagi. Yeah, exactly. You know? like, yep. And I'm saying that's the floor. Like that, sure. that, that, that is, and I'm not, you know. Well, I think you again, can argue it's also the ceiling. If, if you if could, being honest, right? That's fine. I mean, that's, I, that's the thing, right? I get that. That's why. That's okay, I, Vince. That's okay. Yeah. Right. Again, Bauer never turned out to be much more than a special teams player. Sure. And he's one of the best special teams players Notre Dame's had in 20 years. Yep. There's value to that. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. And if they end up going with four safeties and it's the two kids that are committed and then the two kids that I hope that they get, are we upset that this is I a feel good... a lot better about this. If right. Isn't that, isn't that a, now maybe he's your number four safety. Okay. That's fine. But you got four safeties in a, at a position of need. And we can all say that if they do end up getting those other two who have not committed, I'm not saying they are, but if they do, and that's your four safety class, I'm okay with it. I really am. I think that that's a win in the 24 class. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, guys, obviously, an, an, an interesting pickup for Notre Dame, to say the least. Uh, the rest of his highlight film sure. is just him doing pretty much this 
over and over again, which we're, which we're getting close to. I like that compete right there. Now, this was with him closer to being 170 pounds. That's the other thing to keep in mind, yes. folks, is this that was closer to him being 170 pounds. And he is going against – like, I'll tell you something right now. Like, okay, uh, I, I used to coach at Wittenberg University, which is in Springfield, Ohio, not that far north of Cincinnati. And the, le- the league he plays in, the, Ohio has great Division three programs, some really good one, you know, Division two, one AA, uh, MAC type of programs. MAC, whether it's the MAC, the Division three level, we recruit the mess out of this conference. Mm-hmm. We recruit the absolute mess out of this conference, meaning there's a lot of good football players there. Not all of them are Division one guys, but there's a lot of good football players there. So when you're showing some ability in those instances, then you're getting a kid that's at the very least a quality high school football player. Right. Now the question is, is you know, can you develop him to play at Notre Dame? Because if, if we're being honest, sure. I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, now that he's committed, this is a guy that I would have taken if I was Notre Dame. I'm not going to lie to people and say that. But I also think it's important right. for us to point out that there's some value that this kid does bring to the table. And, and there's enough there to say I'm willing to have some trust in people that – that I, that have sent us, that have steered us the right direction before, mm-hmm. you know, hey, I think Brian, the question Brian, now, can I, yeah, go yeah. ahead, Ryan. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, cause I, I, I've just seen a couple comments in the chat guys. This was a player that was also offered by Kentucky, West Virginia, Pittsburgh, Duke. like stop acting like you Mike, beat Mike and, Mac and FCS teams. Right. Like you beat some power five schools for this kid. Can we just not be that disrespectful on the kids day? Right. That's all I wanted to right. say. And there's a time and a place for all that stuff, guys, and this ain't it, right? But here, here's the thing. Now, this is the important part. Let's talk about what's next, fellas, because I think ultimately this, this this commitment will be defined by what's next. Sure. And what does the staff do next? Obviously, Bronte Johnson commits on Saturday. Uh, we'll have a live show at that time to discuss whatever decision he makes. We all know that Notre Dame wants Bronte. We know that Notre Dame is in a great place there. If they're able to close the deal and get Bronte, that is your 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 alpha at safety in this class, right? And and I'm also a lot higher on Kennedy Erlacher than most people are. That's a really quality one to punch. This kid would be your three. I don't I don't necessarily love the idea of him being the only the third of three safeties in a class when you only had two last year, which was short on numbers, and you completely mm-hmm. struck out at safety in, in 2022. Now the thing that helps Notre Dame a little bit is the fact that Antonio Carter comes and has two years of eligibility left. Sure. Plus you have Ramon Henderson with eligibility left. Plus you have Xavier Watts with eligibility mm-hmm. left. And then of course, Ben Minich and Adon Schuler. So they're there, but now it puts a ton of pressure on you to now go out and get numbers and impact talent next year with a coach that honestly has not shown the ability to go out and get impact talent from a depth standpoint as a recruiter. So there's legitimate concerns there. Have it, so that's why if Notre Dame is smart, they will continue recruiting top of the board safeties. That means to me, my opinion, still recruiting Malcolm Ziegler. That mm-hmm. means still recruiting, you know, the Dewan Lanes and and the 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 uh Jalen McClain's and I mean there Ryan, there's a long list of safeties they've missed on in this class. A, a very long yep. list of safeties they missed on in this class. And to me, if Notre Dame says, hey, we're going to take this kid because we have said it before. We said it about Clemson. We've said Notre Dame needs to do this. It's easy to say it in theory when you're not looking at the film that you need program guys. You need that. But then you take one and it's like, I don't know if I feel good about that. Right. I mean, that that's the dichotomy. In theory, it sounds great. This is a great program guy. 
Meaning to your point, Vince, even if the ceiling is three-year special team starter, Mm -hmm. there's value there. He's going to be bought into what you're trying to do as a program and all those type of things. Not He's not a kid that's going to leave in a year because he's not playing. And now you're screwed and you're you're back to square one, right? So that there is some value there, uh, but the thing is, is but the value comes from what's around him. That's the difference. That when Notre Dame would make moves like this in the past, they would convince themselves, no, 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 this kid's better than he actually is, and then not keep going after other guys. And so that's what's going to tell me a little bit about this Notre Dame coaching staff is what do they do afterwards? Because they've mm-hmm. had a lot of misses, and I'll tell you something else that really hurt Notre Dame in this class too, guys, is the fact that Davis Andrews decided to reclassify. Because for a long time, in fairness to the coaching staff, I think this is a, a point that has to be made, guys. They were under the impression they were going to get him for a long time. They felt good about landing him for a long time, and it wasn't until recently that the whole going on a mission thing out of high school became a thing. Well, by that point in time, certain guys they had passed on are off the board now. So I I kind of am sympathetic to them in that regard. But at the same time, you've got to be prepared for those type of things. So as as you look around the country and you see uh, different safeties on the board, you got to say, hey, look, if you like if you're convicted that Oliver Miles can play for you, then stay on him. You know, if you're convinced that other guys can can play for you, then stay on him. That's going to be the key for me. And then if you go out there yeah, tomorrow, this year and you and the safeties do play well, maybe you can convince one of those guys. So I think that to me is ultimately going to be what determines what's next for their name is what do they do if they're able to get Bronte? Do they just say, hey, we're done and we like where our current roster is with, with Ramon Henderson and all those guys? And, and for 2024 guys, they're correct. They don't need a fourth safety in this class for 2024. Here's my concern, though. If you don't take another guy, yes, you're good for 2024. You've got Xavier Watts, Ramon Henderson, Antonio Carter, Ben Minich, Adon Schuler. Ben Minich had a great spring until he broke his hand. Adon mm-hmm. Schuler, who the staff is still high on, even though he didn't get in the spring. You've got Bronte Johnson. You've got Kennedy Erlacher. You don't get down to this kid till you get to your eighth safety, right? You guys get that? Here's the problem. Carter, Watts, Henderson, all gone after 24. Right. And two of your one of your guys that you like a lot, Don Schuler, is just coming off of a pretty significant shoulder injury. That yeah. that's the problem where now you're an injury away from in 25 or 24, thank you, being very thin. And that's why my point is I still think going after a fourth safety in this class becomes a little bit more valuable because you have better numbers there. But they're also, to me, a fourth safety allows you to say. Early on, if this kid can't stick at safety, let's say he comes in and you're like, just he can't play in the third level. He just doesn't have what it takes to play there. If you don't have the depth, Ryan, you got to keep him there. But if you have the depth, you can say, you know what? He can't play here, but you know what he can do? He can stick. He can get off blocks. He's good in short areas, which guess what? Fits very well with the position we have on our defense and we can move him there. And so it's also good for this kid if he isn't good enough to play safety to still bring in another safety because you can still move him and not have to wait till 25 and 26 when you've completely restocked your depth chart, hopefully, to be able to move him. So that's why those are all the reasons why I still say a force safety is something they should pursue. Ryan, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, because I, I think I think of poor safety is very important, not only from the future aspect of working towards 2025, but also, Brian, I think that right now with where you are, Bronte Johnson is the, the true work from depth player, right? A guy that can play free safety, a guy that can rotate to the middle of the field, a guy that has a lot of range. Your other two safeties in this class now, aside from that, are guys that do do better coming down towards the line of scrimmage, right? You have Kenny Urlacher, who is more of a, let's run the alley. Let's get downhill a little bit. This kid that you get today in Tabron Benny Powell, that is 100% his game, a kid that you want to get towards the line of scrimmage. So I think not only 2025 of just restocking players that you lose, I also think that you don't have enough of the style on the roster of a Malcolm Ziegler brings to the table, for instance, that Bronco Johnson does bring to the table. You need guys that are more comfortable working from increased space. I just don't think Notre Dame has a ton of those guys. And after Xavier Watts leaves, after Ramon Henderson leaves, you just are kind of struggling for that type of player. You had a I lot mean, of ben, alley safeties, yeah. Ryan. That's yeah, exactly right. what you have. You have a lot of downhill safeties, and the reality is you yep. can't win in college football against the Alabamas, the Georgias, especially the Ohio States, if all your, your safeties can do is go downhill. Now, that's why Bronte Johnson's so important, Ryan. Yes. Because I think yep. Bronte is the one guy that brings true middle-of-the-field length and range. That's also why Malcolm Ziegler is a guy that I would like to have because he is a run guy. Now, some of the concern people have with him is he doesn't hit. And my whole thing is, are you going to take a chance on a guy that can hit but can't run or a guy that can run that maybe can't isn't a hitter right now as a corner? To me, give me the flipping guy that can run and we'll see if we can develop into a hitter or not. Because the other kid, you're not going to turn the other kid into a 4-4. I don't care how hard you try. I got a better shot at making Malcolm Ziegler, Ziegler a good tackler than you do turning this kid into a 4-4 flat guy or a sub-4-4 guy, right? I mean, that's the reality of the situation. Right. So that's why – but see, that's why I think they should take both of them in this class, in yeah. my opinion. That's where I'm at. Now, we'll find out if the Notre Dame coaching staff agrees or not. We'll, we don't know the answer to that, but that's where they need to be because I think, Ryan, you nailed that point perfectly. There's just not enough – safety that you're bringing in that can do some of the flip your hips and run stuff. That's not a Don Schuler's game. That's not Kennedy Urlacher's game. Although I've argued that I think Kennedy at least has the athleticism to do that. He just doesn't, he's not asked to do that in high school, but we'll find out. I mean, we'll find mm-hmm. out because we don't see him do that a ton. You know, it's, it's, it, I think Ben Minich has more of that ability than some others, but I think Ben Minich can play center field. The problem is, I think if you are doing that, like, Here's what I'm saying, Ryan, and I, I want to get your thoughts on this. And Vince, you can uh, you can uh, speak on this too. I think Ben Minich has the athleticism to play center field. The problem is he's so good around the ball that you're kind of taking away what he does best by asking him to play center field. That that's a little bit of my concern. But at least he can do it. And you know, right. that, so then it's like, okay, but if you're going to have him do that, are you now putting him in position to play to his best ability? Because as we saw in this film, when Ben Minich is attacking the ball. He's really good. He's really good. So, well, I um, mean, I mean, I've thrown out the idea of Ben Minich maybe even getting some time as at nickel in the past, right? Because I think that his short area stuff is actually very good. And on top of his range on the back end, I, I, I think personally for me, I want a room balanced enough where I could, I can answer either question without having to worry and to lose sleep at night, right? Because like where you are right now in 2025. Barring some, you know, big gets over the next couple of years, you're not going to be able to 
put Bennett at nickel most likely. Right. He's going to have to play in that role. And right. again, I think he can play very well in that role. But I want the opportunity as a coach to say, you know what? We're good back there, Ben. Right. You're starting nickel, brother. Move up yeah. there. And, you're well, good. and, and you're I don't even just mean nickel. I just mean as a safety that's rolling downhill a lot, even in a too high where he's the guy that comes down and plays in the alleys. I really like him in that role. I will say this. Ideally, you'd like to have two guys that can do that. So you can go two guys can forth, roll to the yeah. center and guys that can roll down on the field. And we'll, the okay. problem is another name. I was going to say this, Vince. The problem that Notre Dame has had in recent years is they've had too many safeties that were good at one thing and not good at right. all of it. I think right. that – Which that's made safety play like predictable. That. That's that's right. the problem. You can you can predict where things are going to be based on where right. your safeties are and where they're lining up. If you could have a guy – if you could have two guys that do both things really, really well, now, I mean, the sky's the limit for how you can roll coverages and you can bring guys down and you can – you know, there's a million different things you can do because you can disguise it better. You don't have, it doesn't have to right. be obvious. Right? right. So, I mean, just like they used to do with Kyle Hamilton, maybe he was going right. to roll down. Maybe he was going to play center field. Like, cause I think we all agree that Kyle Hamilton was really good coming downhill, but Kyle Hamilton could also play center field. If that's what you asked him to do when he 100%. was at Notre Dame. Yeah. I think I'd Ryan, I don't know. It's, I mean, I heard he was like over 220 pounds this year. Like maybe he's kind of yeah. being built into not that guy, but when he was at Notre Dame, he could Kyle Hamill could do whatever the heck you needed him to do. Correct. I mean, that's just the, that's the reality of it. He was that kind of player, yep. you know, and Harrison Smith was like that. Harrison Smith was a, a really good downhill cover four kind of guy. But if you needed Harrison Smith to play center field, guess what? Harrison Smith could play center field. They haven't mm-hmm. had a lot of guys like that. And, of right. course, those are two first-round draft picks, guys, right? And so a lot of teams haven't had that. But I think that's something you need to do. That's what made Peyton Bowen such an impact talent. That's what makes Caleb Down such an impact talent because they can do everything. And re- the reality is Notre Dame has not been getting those kind of players. I don't right. think Bronte Johnson is that guy yet. What I'm excited about with Bronte is he has the – potential to be that he's got the the god-given ability to be that he just needs technical work and weight room work and some things like that but the tools are there and that's what i like about him he's a freak very much much i mean yeah he's he's one of those guys that can 100 play from depth like there's no doubt about Mm -hmm. that and you need those guys man because i mean even besides just kind of fitting everything together it's also so valuable at times to have a guy where you can just say, hey, man, you're going to play the middle of the field, and then we're going to be able to do whatever the heck we want in front of you because you can erase mistakes. You don't have enough yeah. erasers of mistakes on this defense. Kyle Hamilton, as inconsistent as it was a little bit in his last year, he could erase some mistakes, man. That yeah. play gets he was inconsistent the for him. Like, Right, right. right. He, he was inconsistent right. for what he was the year before. He was still better yeah. than most people say. I mean, he still went when four, he wanted he to went play. Fourteenth overall in the draft, right. so like, yes, yeah, still right. an excellent football player. But I just think about that Florida State play where it's like, if he <laughs> is isn't that much of a freak, that's probably a touchdown, you know. And it's just mm-hmm. he erases mistakes. You need pick, more guys yeah. that erase right. mistakes. And I just don't think you have enough of those guys right now. Right. And that's going to be the charge moving forward. And and that's also something, too, where I do think Notre Dame – here's another angle on this, too, guys, is is I don't think the whole keeping your eyes open thing is only for safeties. I would do the same thing at cornerback. And we've talked, obviously, about Caleb Beasley. If there's some cornerbacks out there, uh, then I would say you could still bring in one of those guys – because I think there's some guys at cornerback that can move to safety as well and give you some of that range, that that type of ability that we're talking about. And so those are aspects of it that I think um, 
we would need to see them that we could see them do as well. So that's going to do it for our breakdown of Tabron Benny Powell. We're going to go to a mailbag next, but before we do, folks, uh, we'll ask that you do us a favor and and give us a give us a like, right? Give us a subscribe to the channel. Uh, comment if you're listening to the show live and you want to comment, leave a comment. We'll try to engage with you. Try and be respectful. I had to boot somebody yesterday. It was giving you a hard time, Vince, for your your comment on the Elite Eleven because you said it's a gathering of the best of the best, but then said it really doesn't matter, and he didn't understand that. Yes, it's a gathering of the best quarterbacks in the country. That's no doubt. But it's also something happening with no pads and no defense. Right. And he just could not grasp that concept. So eventually he had to go. So uh, we won't be seeing him posting on the board. It's like, no, this is a you problem, bro. So I had your back, Vince. I appreciate I that. Thank you. Uh, but Thank we you. do enjoy that. If you haven't done so, sign up for the message board. We put something on the board yesterday. People have been asking, how can we support Irish Breakdown? We want to be able to support more and more and more. Uh, we put something on that board that explains all the different ways you can support our breakdown. We've got a new way coming that my wife is going to be adding to, to the site as well here very soon, but we appreciate all of it. And we appreciate the fact that so many people have reached out and said, Hey, we want to support you more. How can we do it? So we put something out there to explain to y'all do it. So definitely check that out tonight, Vince. I think you are going to be part of the show tonight. You guys are going to have a Notre Dame uh, midweek mailbag. We got something pretty awesome tomorrow. I'm excited about. So Sean yeah. Styers has booked Micah Shrewsbury. Yep. Notre Dame head basketball coach is going to be on the show with us tomorrow night. He's actually going to be on the show live, I believe, mm-hmm. is the plan yep. as of right now. So it won't Six be a recorded o'clock. show. So Coach Shrewsbury is going to join us. That's going to be awesome. Very excited about that. Uh, so we've had uh, Coach Gumpf, the softball coach, who's made like, what, 20-something straight NCAA t- tournament appearances, correct? Yep. Uh, when you look at uh, – we had Coach uh, Niall Ivey on the show recently. She is the reigning ACC Coach of the Year and now we're going to get Coach Shrewsbury. And, so, and um, Coach Stifler as well. Yes, that's true. Also, the baseball coaches joined. Yeah. So that is also what IB Nation is the sports talk is meant to be about. It's not just a football channel. And I thought some people say, why are you guys talking about you got to talk about learning football time? No, that's what <laughs> this show is about. IB Nation sports talk is meant to talk about all of that stuff. And we're definitely starting to transition in that direction. Uh, Vince of doing more of that. And so we're, we're excited to have uh, coach yeah, Shrewsbury on and, and follow his careers on fire right now, Vince on the recruiting trail. He's doing a great yeah. job. Imagine that. Imagine what actually huh. grinding on the recruiting trail can actually do for your program. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Especially when you have like eight open scholarships. It's know, like, you know, you I get know. a scholarship. Let's go. Yes. yes, you know, yes. So doing a great job. Uh, <laughs> very excited to hear him and Sean talk tomorrow night. So that's going to be great. So you're definitely, that's why you need to hit that subscribe button folks, because when those things come up, uh, you'll get a chance to listen to them. So, so very excited about that. And you can only find it on the Irish Breakdown Podcast.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.